Chris, I'm getting a lot of emails. Kelly at 640toronto.com that says that uh, defense minister has to go. You know, one guy who didn't uh, make it on the mm-hmm. air when we were taking calls about that earlier in the hour was saying, hey, we thinking we went a little too hard on the defense minister Why? saying that well, he's an it's he's an eight and he's purporting himself to be a ten. It's not like and we're acting like he's a zero, acting like he's a ten and telling people he's a ten. But I don't think that's what we said at all. I uh-uh. I can remember distinctly myself saying that he's got a really great resume and I don't understand why he thinks he needs to beef it up. My problem is that they think we're stupid and they think the word mistake we're all just going to buy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mistake. You didn't make a mistake and say you were something. The mistake was that you got caught. So now you've got caught. If you really want to own it, like you're saying you want to own it, you have to let us know why you did what you did, and then you apologize and say sorry. And I'm betting that, you know, in a yesteryear, in the days of old, that people used to yes. <laughs> people used Back to in the day. people used to talk um, out of two sides of their mouths and tell uh, uh, one story abroad and another story at home and get away with it. Probably some great politicians and world leaders did that and got away with it. But it's the 21st century, and you're held to a high, higher account now. Yeah, you can't. You know, it's it, it, no longer is it a kid on the street going extra, extra, read all about it, and it's never going to get to our shores. It's somebody on Twitter. Uh, Listen, Jimmy Kimmel, I've said this before, you know, in the late night wars, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, I always fall on Kimmel's side. I find Kimmel to be sincerely a funny individual. I think Fallon's talented, but I think Jimmy Kimmel just, he comes by his humor so naturally. And I just like him so much that yesterday, today's baby day, by the way, it's National Baby Day. I don't know why babies need a day. I thought that would be your birthday. Don't we all get a day? It's your birthday. You celebrate it all the time, but it's National Baby Day. And Jimmy Kimmel yesterday uh, could hardly hold back the tears on his show because he talked about how his son, Billy, who was born on April 21st, had to have uh, open heart surgery only three days after he was born because of a uh, birth defect. And uh, here is how he thanked so many people. And he was just breaking down on the air. But I just want to play a little bit of it for you uh, because I think he hit the important part right at the end. If your baby is going to die and it doesn't have to, it, it shouldn't matter how much money you make. That, I think that's something that, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or something else, we all agree on that, right? I mean, we do. And I think whatever, whatever your party, whatever you believe, whatever you support, we need to make sure that the people who are supposed to represent us, the people who are meeting about this right now in Washington, understand that very clearly. Let's stop with the nonsense. This isn't football. There are no teams. We are the team. It's the United States. Don't let their partisan squabbles divide us on something every decent person wants. We need to take care of each other. I saw a lot of families there, and no parent should ever have to decide if they can afford to save their child's life it it just shouldn't happen not here yeah ain't that the truth uh jimmy kimmel uh such a good guy i just everything he does is so authentic that's what i love about jimmy kimmel by the way you really should watch the whole thing but it's too long to play on the show uh we just basically put our feet up and like break down a couple of times listening to it here and there and laugh a couple times so uh, we're going to let you do that on your own. We'll put it on the Kelly Cutrera cheat sheet at 640toronto.com. You can watch the whole thing at your leisure. It definitely is worth a view. Hey, this is good news for you, Chris. 
as I know you are a Trekkie, the fate of the production in Toronto, mm-hmm. which is the latest Star Trek Discovery, it's called the latest Star Trek series, is uh, good to go. There's, there was some nervousness yesterday because a tentative deal uh, had not been reached yet between the screenwriters and producers in Hollywood, and that would affect you know any production, whether it's happening uh, south of the border or north of the border here in our fair city, because we do a lot of Hollywood um, you know, movie making and television series here in Toronto, and a deal was reached, and it was reached yesterday. A three year agreement, which rati- uh, requires ratification by members, but probably should go through, uh, is a go. And this is great because the problem, one of the problems was that writers were worried about the fact of the, how they're paid for shorter series because, you know, some of those series go uh, 10 to 12 mm-hmm. uh, episodes, and then some are short. Some are like the BBC are famous for doing the six to eight. Yeah. episodic series and you just don't get paid the same amount of money uh, so this is good I am a full believer that the show is really only as good as the writers I so, mean that's the backbone that's the spine of your story and in the past when there has been a writer's strike in Hollywood I think it's hurt TV even going beyond that strike period because what they choose to fill the time with uh, can can be uh, detrimental to the audiences, and at a time like this, when people are you know not watching TV on the sort of regular consumption that that we're used to, and in a predictable way, if they all of a sudden just started putting up variety shows and reality shows uh, to fill the void left over by uh, scripted comedies and dramas, then they might lose audiences forever. I think that we've actually reached the point of reality show fatigue, thank God. That's only me, but uh, I actually never became addicted. But, Except um, by for the way, Survivor. Yeah, I do watch that. Yes. Uh, but I'm not a... I'm You're kind of addicted. I am part, part of the, of the Survivor pool. pool. You're right. I don't want to lose my 20 bucks. I'm too <laughs> cheap. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Flashpoint, you were talking about how um, it can be detrimental for shows mm-hmm. all over the place, television shows. Last writer's strike that happened, my friends did really well because they had produced Flashpoint, the show that was greenlit, greenlit, I think, by CTV. And so Hollywood needed something to fill its uh, time slots with. And I think NBC or CBS came up and said, yeah, we'll take that. And then it became this huge series. So sometimes also, it works in our no. Sometimes it works in our favor, but a lot of productions here would suffer. By the way, that last strike... In uh, 2007, 2008, cost writers about uh, $287 million, and uh, California lost about $2 billion in revenue. I know, so it would have been very costly and not a good thing. Hey, speaking of Hollywood, a Toronto-based company, Cineplex, I'm sure you've watched a few uh, movies there. They're reporting a 7% increase in their first quarter profits. You know why? Even though we're not going to see as many movies... When we do go see the movies, they are those premium tickets that help boost the box office revenues. Well, more of the uh, movie theaters are these VIP sections, so less seats but bigger seats. And I still haven't gone to see – yeah, booze. I, I haven't gone to see one because I just I cannot justify spending that much to go see a movie. I don't care what the chair is like. What about if they give you a fun and tonic with that movie? Well, it's not even free. You still have to pay for the I know, fun and tonic. But still, you get to drink the fun and no, tonic, and no. you're not taking it in, in a Mickey. Hey, Cineplex, when you want to send me some free passes for a VIP movie of my choosing, then I will go and use your VIP 
uh, facilities. Otherwise, I'll just go use the regular ones, and maybe, maybe I'll go to one of the the smaller little side. I like theaters. the indie ones. I like the ones where your butt starts to go numb partway through <laughs> the theater. You can't see over the guy's head in front of you because it's a flat floor. Who thought that that would make and it's a always good sticky. Oh god, it's all. Am I going to the same theater? Revenue for the uh, <laughs> was food Pee-wee service. Was there? <laughs> no. Revenue for the food service was up uh, 1.7% as well. I, I'm sorry. When you go to a big theater, you got to get the popcorn. You got to get the popcorn. I don't get the vat of pop anymore, but you get the popcorn. Hey, um, this is good news. If you're a fan of WestJet, they've announced that they're going to buy 20 Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner aircraft with a range of more than 14,000 kilometers. They say it will uh, give the ability to serve new destinations in Asia and South America and expand its operations in the European market. I like that. I like it a lot. Well, that hopefully would be good for prices uh, because competition, Air Air Canada right now is the only Canadian airliner flying to some of those far off locations. It's true. And sometimes people don't want to fly Air Canada. Sometimes they want another option. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's your other option.